everybody. Welcome to another episode of Impact Today. We're so happy that you joined us today. We're Mark and Victoria Bowling, and we're just really excited about the word that we have from the Lord for you today. We believe that it's going to make an impact on your life. If you would take a minute and go visit our website, it's impacttoday.tv, and shoot us an email. Let us know what God's doing in your life. We would love to hear from you. We encourage you to tune in every week. Grab your Bible and a notebook. Look at the scriptures. Write them down so that God can speak to you. Then you'll learn how to let the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit make an impact on your life. Yeah, we're very excited about today. Um, This message, really, I have preached all over the world. Everywhere I've gone, this message is always a main theme. It's life-changing. We've seen so many miracles as a result of this message. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Notice, the gospel, it is the power of God unto salvation. I love it. It is the power of God. Uh, there's a story recorded through one of the, uh, the followers of Jesus Christ, actually Paul and Barnabas, in Acts chapter 14. I want to read this story to you. I've probably talked about this story in the Bible more than any other story. It says this, And they were preaching the gospel there. That's Paul and Barnabas. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. And this man heard Paul speaking, and Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Now, I won't demonstrate that loud voice here on the set. But he said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And the man leaped and he walked. Hmm. This is a powerful, powerful story that demonstrates the power of the gospel. Today we are emphasizing the power of the gospel. This man, I want you to think about Sometimes when people read their Bibles, they, they just read so casually, like they're reading the newspaper. But stop and think about what you're reading. Chew on it. Meditate on it. Think about it. Uh, picture it in your mind. Here, here's a man. It says he was born crippled. Born with this crippling condition, which he had never walked his entire life. So now he's a middle-aged man, and I, I want you to think about it. If he has never walked, that means there has never been any muscle development whatsoever in his legs. You know, we've seen a lot of people healed who, were, you know, maybe they suffered a stroke. And so it left them paralyzed. And so now they can't move their legs for many, maybe a few years. And they're crippled. However, they still had some muscle development because they had lived a good portion of their life before the crippling condition set in. This man had never taken a step in his life. So to picture him in your mind, 
you'd have to picture him with basically a man with two sticks with skin stretched over the sticks. No muscle. No muscle whatsoever. Mm. And that is the person who leaped to his feet and walked. It was an instantaneous, really a creative miracle Mm -hmm. performed by our Lord Jesus Christ. Very powerful. But back to the man, the hopelessness of his situation. I want you to think about it. While other children, when he's a little child and all the other kids are now starting to run around and maybe play sports together, play just different games. Uh, you know, Here in the USA, we have a game called Tag, whatever. They're running around chasing each other. He didn't. He, all he could do was sit and wonder what it was like to be able to walk and run. And then as he grew older and his neighbors grew older, children started to go to school. Not him. He would just sit around all day and watch his neighbors go to school. And then a little later, when they start getting married, going to get jobs, uh, not him. He was a beggar all his life. Mm. So he has no hope, nothing, you know. But then this, this man by the name of Paul comes with his friend Barnabas. And the Bible says they were preaching the gospel there. And the man was listening intently. And Paul saw that the man had faith to be healed. Now notice, the man had faith to be healed. How did he get that faith? When his entire life, he's never walked. He's never heard anything like this. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17... Now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And this man, it says, he had faith to be healed. It doesn't say he had faith to have his sins forgiven. He had faith to be healed. Well, how did he receive faith to be healed? He had to hear what God's word had to say about healing. And... It says in Acts 14, verse 7, that Paul was preaching the gospel. So that tells us the gospel of Jesus Christ most definitely includes the healing of the sick, the healing of the disabled. When Jesus died on the cross, he took care of every ill of humanity. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Now, another thing I want you to notice here. In fact... If you go back to Romans 1, verse 16, it says, The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Salvation, there's the Greek word soteria, and it means a lot. It's one of the biggest words of the New Testament. It means salvation, deliverance, preservation, health, healing, wholeness. Let me say that again. And also safety. So salvation, safety, healing, health, deliverance, preservation, wholeness. All of that is in that word. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation, safety, healing, Health, deliverance, preservation, 
wholeness and just so much. It's awesome. So no, no message of healing, it's not a full gospel. It's not the complete message. When Jesus went to the cross, he took care of everything. But I want you to notice something here. This is very, very interesting. Paul did three things in this story. The man did three things. I want you to notice what he did not do, what Paul did not do. He did not lay his hands on the man. He did not even pray for the man. He did not even address the sickness and say, sickness, leave, which we do. Mm-hmm. If you've been watching this, this program from week to week, you notice we pray. Mm-hmm. We also sometimes address the sicknesses and diseases and tell the pains to go. It's all scriptural. You can do that. Paul didn't even say, in the name of Jesus. He didn't even say that. All Paul did was preach the gospel. That's it. And then he saw that the man had faith to be healed as a result of his message. And then he demanded action. He said, get up, because living faith has corresponding action. The man did three things. He listened intently. He received faith to be healed based on what he heard. And he acted his faith. He put his faith into corresponding action. Uh, And then the miracle took place. It's awesome. Listen to this quote. Uh, This is is life-changing if you can get a hold of it. T.L. Osborne, a man of God who has greatly impacted me, uh, reading his books, listening to his sermons, his example. He said this, When believed and acted upon, any promise of God is transformed into the power of God. Every promise of God contains the power of God necessary to produce what it promises when believed and acted upon. Hallelujah. You see, because the message of the gospel, the word, this word of God is a seed. Words are containers. Words are seeds. And the word of God, the message of the gospel contains within it All of the power necessary to produce what it was sent to do. Just like if you plant an apple seed into the ground. All the power necessary to produce that, 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 that tree, that apple tree, is inside that seed. It just needs to be planted. And when you allow this message that we're proclaiming to you to come into your heart, you open your heart, you say, I believe this. Mm -hmm. I receive this. Whatever this gospel is, I'm opening up my heart to it. That power, the power of God. Notice, the gospel of Christ is the power of God. So the power of God is inside this message we're proclaiming. And as you receive it, God's power is coming into you to produce life, to produce healing, to produce miracles. I mean, we could share for hours about this stuff. I'll never forget, actually, our very first crusade in Vijawada, India. There's this man who had a crippled, a a withered hand, his right hand and arm. You remember this? It was awesome. It was about maybe night number three. And yeah, it was night number three. And here he's sitting on the ground near the front of this crowd. I don't know, maybe four or 5,000 people were there. 
and he's got his, his I saw him. He, his, he's holding his arm like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch him the whole time, but I noticed him. And I'm nearing the end of the message. I'm proclaiming this gospel. And the next thing I know, he's on the platform to my left, interrupting me. I'm like, how'd you, who led him on the stage? Mm-hmm. And the reason why he came on stage, he was just so happy. He wanted to show everybody and me that God had healed him. And there he was, like that, moving his hand all around, moving his arm. And he was so happy because in his culture, generally speaking, you eat with your right hand, not your left hand. Mm -hmm. And all those, I don't know for how long he'd been in that, had that condition. He couldn't use it. But he couldn't use his right hand. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the very things he said. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. He says, I'm so happy because now I can eat with my right hand. It was beautiful. God is good. On another place, I was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, If you'll remember, last week we talked about going into the clinic and laying hands on the 32 babies, and all 32 were healed by the power of God. At that same location, Untori, South Sudan, we were preaching the gospel. This message right here, it is the power of God. I love it preaching the gospel. And there's a lady to my right. It's a big crowd. and I may, Maybe about 12,000 people were there. And uh, <clears throat> this lady to my right, she's in a wheelchair. Her name was Helen. The whole town knew her. She'd been paralyzed in her wheelchair from the waist down for three years. Hallelujah. And we prayed, or we preached the gospel. We prayed the mass prayer of healing the prayer of faith, and I remember watching this little young lady named Grace, a little unusually small, especially for a Sudanese lady, really short, walked over to Helen's wheelchair and started to pray for her. Hallelujah. And other people were being healed by the power of God, and Helen came out of that chair completely healed by the power of Jesus Christ. She came on the platform. Then this pastor right in front of me, African pastor is laying hands on this four-year-old boy who's never walked his entire life. He put the boy on the platform, then jumped on the platform, and there the boy's walking right there across the platform, healed by the power of Jesus Christ. Then this lady in the middle of the crowd, I see her. She holds up her crutches and starts walking through the crowd. She had a broken leg for a year or two, and now she's instantly healed by the power of Jesus Christ. Others were healed. I just don't remember the others. There's a lot of healings that night. But for about 30, 45 minutes, there was just a big party, African style. They love to celebrate and dance. And so Helen and the lady with the broken leg and others who were on the platform, we were all dancing. Hallelujah. The next day, the next morning, we went to Helen's house. We wanted to visit Helen, see how she's doing. The only sign that she had ever been paralyzed was the wheelchair sitting in her garden. And she was working in the garden when we arrived. We were like, Helen, how are you doing? Biggest smile on her face. She said, well, I'm wonderful, but I'm very tired because I didn't sleep all night. People have been coming and visiting me all night long. We've been dancing throughout the night. Hallelujah. <laughs> it was beautiful. That's the power of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God.
Over the years, uh, Mark and I have come to just put a lot of confidence in the actual gospel message. We know that if we can proclaim it clearly and accurately, somebody in the crowd is going to believe it. Somebody's going to act on it. And as a result, we're going to see those miracles. It's not about getting all worked up and hyped up and trying to get something to happen. We put our confidence in the gospel message. What is the gospel message? In order to understand the gospel, there's certain things that we have to understand. Number one, creation. We've talked about it in other episodes, but we go back to the beginning. We see how God created everything. He created everything, and it was good. There was no sin, no sickness. Everything was peaceful. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. But God has an enemy. His name is Satan, the devil. He came into the earth and he uh, convinced man's creation, Adam and Eve. He, he convinced them to disobey God. He tricked them. You know, they made a decision, but he, he gave them lies mm -hmm. and half-truths. And they sided in. They believed the word of the devil over the word of God. That's actually what happened. And when they did that, they sinned. The third thing, so that's creation and then the sin of people. The third part of the gospel is the substitution of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God wanted the relationship that was broken because of sin he wanted that restored. The only way for that to be restored is for punishment uh, to be taken. But nobody could take that punishment because all have sinned. So God the Father said to his son, you need to go. You're perfect. You need to go as a man and take the punishment in their place, the punishment that they deserve. Somebody has to pay the price. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. That's what the Bible says. So Jesus said, yes, I will do it. And he came. He lived a perfect life. He demonstrated the heart of the Father his, through his ministry by healing people, meeting people's needs. Um, and then he went to the cross. He was whipped. They, they whipped him with a whip with, I don't know, 12 straps on it with bones and, and sharp pieces of things that when they whipped him, it tore him up. The Bible says that after they were done with him, he didn't even look human. They pressed a crown of thorns in his, in his head. They, they pierced his side with a, a spear. They nailed him to the cross. Now, on the cross, that's when the substitution took place. Jesus became cursed on the cross so that we could be blessed. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he made him who knew no sin. That means God the Father made Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's called a substitutionary work because Jesus became our substitute. He became sin so we could become his righteousness. The Bible also says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. Where did he become poor? On the cross. He died naked and thirsty. 
completely destitute on the cross. Why? So that God could abundantly provide for us in our lives, so we could have abundant provision. Let's look at Isaiah 53. He was despised. This is verse 3, Isaiah 53, verse 3. He was despised and rejected by man, men, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we did not value him. Yet he himself bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our rebellion. You might think, well, I'm not rebellious. Well, if you read further down, it says that we have all turn to our own way. That's the, God's description of sin and rebellion is that we turn to our own way, and we've all done that. Yes, we have. He was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. The punishment for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So on the cross, Jesus took our sin, he took our sickness, he took our poverty, and in exchange, he gave us his righteousness, his health, his wellness, and his abundance, his victory. Yes. So that's Jesus' substitution. The last part of the gospel is our restoration. Really, what it comes down to is what are you going to do with Jesus? What are you personally going to do with him? You know, the Bible says that the demons believe in the Son of God. They fear and they tremble, but that doesn't mean they're saved. You might have heard before that Jesus is the Son of God. You might have heard that he came to the earth, that he died in your place, that he was buried, that he rose again. You might believe it all, but maybe you haven't given your life to him. The Word of God doesn't have power in your life just because the Word of God is true. It has power in your life when you submit to it. Mm -hmm. So, in order for the gospel to work, the culmination of it is your response. Do you say yes to Jesus or do you reject Jesus? That's the gospel. Yeah, it's, and it's powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you embrace it and you say, yes, I believe it with all my heart. I'm going to live my life by it. Its power starts to work in you. Let me tell you one more story and then we're going to pray for you. If you for those of you who need healing or the forgiveness of your sins. I was at another place preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there was a man listening from his house. Just like you. Right now, I, you know, I can't see you. You can see me. But this man, he could only hear me. He was listening from his house, completely paralyzed. So paralyzed, laying on his back, he couldn't even sit in a chair. His whole body would just fall over to one side. And he's blind. Hmm. And for two years, just lying on his back for two years. And while we were preaching this gospel of Jesus Christ, a power went into his body hmm. and he stood up healed of his paralysis. A couple nights later, he came to the meeting. We laid hands on him for his eyesight. And he walked off the platform still blind. Found out a few years later that his eyesight was recovered. He was healed by the power of God. It's awesome. You know what? There might be someone listening right now. And you're paralyzed. 
Maybe you've been paralyzed for 20 years. doesn't matter how long you've been paralyzed. We're here to say to you, Jesus died for you. By his stripes, you were healed. He took your infirmities. He bore your sickness. He carried your pain. And what he bore, you need not bear any longer. Just like the man we talked about in Acts chapter 14. He was crippled his whole life. He's a middle-aged man now. But on, you know, so 40 years of living. Really just existing. But one day he heard what Jesus accomplished for him. And right now you're hearing what Jesus has accomplished for you. Healing is yours right now. Praise God. Victoria, why don't you pray with them to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then I'll pray for their healing. Okay, if you want to do what I was talking about, make Jesus the Lord of your life. Pray this with all your heart after me. Dear God in heaven. Dear God in heaven. I know that I am a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. And I'm in need of a savior. I'm in need of a savior. I believe that your son Jesus Christ. I believe that your son Jesus Christ came to this earth to die in my place. Came to this earth to die in my place. He was buried. He was buried. And you raised him from the dead. And you raised him from the dead. For my pardon. For my pardon. So Jesus. So Jesus. I want to make you Lord of my life. I want to make you Lord of my life. I believe you're the son of God. I believe you're the son of God. And I confess you as my Lord right now. I confess you as my Lord right now. Thank you for coming into my heart. Thank you for coming into my heart. Wash me clean from all of my sin. Wash me clean from all of my I sin. I turn my back on my old life. I turn my back on my old life. And I turn towards you, Jesus. And I turn towards you, Jesus. Thank you for making me new. Thank you for making me new. Thank you, Father God, that you are now my father. Thank you, Father God, that you're now my father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, if you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can go to our website at impacttoday.tv and you can tell us about it. We would love to hear from you and we will also pray for you. And uh, it's awesome. If you did accept Jesus, your sins are washed away now. You're a brand new person, a new creation in union with Christ. It's awesome. Now, if you're sick in your body, If you haven't been healed already, right now you can be healed. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Get ready for your miracle. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these beautiful people. And I thank you for your mighty power and the power of your gospel. That it's going into action right now. And people are being healed even now as we speak. Even right now as they watch this on TV as they watch this on the internet, as they're listening on a podcast. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for your miracle-working power. We command paralysis to leave people's lives now. We command stomach cancer is being healed in the name of Jesus. You be gone right now. You disappear. Many healings, many miracles are happening. Lord, we thank you for opening blind eyes, opening deaf ears. From the top of their head to the soles of their feet, we thank you for miracles. Those who are bent over, they can stand up. Those who are crippled in their legs, they can now move again. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. We count it done. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Be sure to visit us.
Tell us about your miracle. Come to impacttoday.tv and tell us about what God is doing in your life. Or if you have a prayer request, we uh, ourselves and our prayer partners will pray for you and we'll believe God for miracles for you. We love you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. And we, we encourage you to um, come back next week and watch the next episode. God is doing great things in your life. Your life is being impacted by the power of His Word and the presence of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Impact Today is made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.